0: Marhaba, and welcome to the Matrix Greenfield, where real people connect.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Matrix Greenfield podcast. It's me, Shireen, here with you today as your host. And I have with me two wonderful guests that are speaking to you guys today Bianca Riley and Suzanne Kenyanthra. Bianca is an account director at Ateline, which is a PR agency here in Dubai. She was also recently awarded the PRCA MENA Rising Star Award. Wow. And Suzanne is an Associate Director at Golan Mina, which is also a PR agency here in the UAE. Suzanne herself has some incredible achievements. She was listed in the Under 30 list of Faces to Watch in PR by Campaign Middle East in 2019, as well as representing the Middle East as a young lion at the Cannes Festival of Creativity in 2019. So now both Bianca and Suzanne have teamed up to be chairs of PRCA MENA's new regional group called NextGen. Bianca and Suzanne, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having us. We're really excited to be here. Thank you. It's great to be here right now. Great. Okay, so ladies, can you please share a little bit about yourselves and how you both ended up here in Dubai?
0: Sure. I'll I'll jump in and go first. I was living in Europe at the time of when I graduated high school, and I thought I moved out to Canada, which is back home for me, to go to university. But at the exact same moment, my family, who was living in Switzerland with me at the time, they actually picked up and moved out here to Dubai. So we kind of parted ways, went in opposite directions. And over those four years of studying, I obviously had the chance to come and visit them here. And I kind of just fell in love. And at the same time, the job market for a, a fresh graduate wasn't looking so great in Toronto, where I was living. And I was trying to find roles. I actually came across a few internship opportunities here in Dubai and one of those just stuck and then I've been here ever since. I think it's been eight years or something like that. So clearly I love it, but yeah, it's, it's home now for sure.
1: I feel like that's the story of every expat that ever moved here. You just come here for a year ha-ha, and then they stay <laughs> and 20 years later they're like, whoa, still here. What about you, Suzanne? Communications didn't uh, just happened to me. It was something that I always planned
2: that I would be in. This is an industry that I was always very really keen to join. And uh, my graduation, uh, my bachelor's is actually in um, marketing and economics together. So, but I'm more inclined towards marketing. And when I found out there's just my guidance counsel actually told me, you know, there's a whole other industry called public relations, which I think we'd be really good at. So I looked up into it and looked to a deep dive into what this industry is, and uh, actually decided to do my masters from um, in communications and corporate communications actually. So I moved to Bombay in uh, 2011 to do my masters, and I just fell in love with PR all over again. The entire course was really good, and then I got placed into this really fantastic agency. With just laid the foundation so for comms career and that's something that has helped me build my career in the past 10 years so yeah it's not something just happened it's just something that I've always wanted to do and always that communications would be that and like after Bombay the next thing was moving out of India I always wanted to live somewhere else and Dubai was the closest market that would be really like good for mom's career and also while helping me be close to my family. So it was just
1: the right next step. And that was eight years ago. And now I'm still here. Amazing. Okay. So you've both been here for a while now. And I want to know a bit more about your background, Bianca. So you are working at Ateline. Could you tell us how long that has been and just a little bit about your role there at the agency?
0: Yeah, of course. I've been with Ashleen almost two years now. And actually, I think only a month now, and the year is really passing. But yeah, in June, I'll be celebrating my two-year anniversary here. I've been obviously in PR in the region for a bit longer. So I was previously at ToPR. PR. I spent some time at Weber Sandwick, and then I moved to Ashleen two years ago. And I actually knew... The founder of the agency from a while back. So when the opportunity arose, I just I knew it was something I wanted to jump at. I believe you guys actually have had her on the podcast before.
1: Yeah, we have. She was lovely.
0: Yeah, she was just an incredible person to work with and, and definitely so much still to learn from her. And I think we're quite similar in the way that our style of working. So such a pleasure to do. So I'm an account director, but I very much sit kind of, I guess, across the agency in a sense. I think COVID definitely had a huge impact on I think the structure of everyone's roles, I mean, we did a bit of a a kind of reshuffle to look at resourcing and making sure everyone was feeling super supported in this kind of new way of working and whether it's working from home or doing part days in the office or some of our team was completely by themselves. Some were kind of struggling to live with roommates or family and it definitely changed how things work. Essentially, I'm looking after, I guess, everything from accounts and the corporate side of the team, but also working with the other teams as well to keep things working and ultimately a big focus on agency growth. Which is the biggest difference, I think, in my new role versus anything I've had before. You know, really looking at positioning our agency within our peers and also looking at the direction that we're heading in, our five year plan, et cetera. So that's a bit more about what I'm doing.
1: Super exciting. Okay. And then you've also, as I mentioned earlier, been awarded the Rising Star Award from PRC MENA. How do you feel about that? And could you tell us about that process?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously feel great. I mean, that was such an honor. Definitely unexpected. I think, I know it was a, a funny because it was of course hosted virtually this year which is very different at the first time that I think they've done that so when they announced that I'd won I was you know on this new meeting with a bunch of people I'd never met before and I think it showed on my face yeah
1: I was on that call so I saw you know if I'm completely honest I I find myself quite an ambitious person
0: and it is something that I've been working towards for quite some time I think ever since the PRCA actually entered the market I knew it was something that I wanted to achieve and I definitely was willing to put in the work to get there. And it's just, like I said, such an honor. I mean, I'm 29. So this, was, this year or next year was my last chance. I put my nose to the grindstone and really worked on my submission. I think also for the past few years, I've really had the opportunity to also do a lot more. I think ultimately it's not just down to kind of manipulating a submission, right? It's down to, to achieving things that you you set your mind to. And I'm really proud to be able to say that I think I've done that. And also very happy to see that the PRC and the judging panel acknowledged that. But yeah, it was very incredible Definitely a lot of hard work, but such an honor to be also on a list like that with peers that have achieved such incredible things in the industry.
1: Absolutely. How exciting. And I mean, congratulations. It's a great achievement for any PR professional. Suzanne, let's talk a little bit about you. As you already mentioned about your communications background, uh, could you tell us about your role at Golan Mina and how that started? How's that going? I think it's I've completed three years in March with Golan and it's just been a wonderful journey like
2: the agency the work that we do and how we do it is actually pretty amazing and actually become my extended family the team is quite uh, it's a very nice feeling to have that so with golin as an account associate director at golin responsible for a lot of uh, corporate and financial background science so my role is basically create strategies communication strategies aligned with the business priorities, So this requires a lot of research, always about finding the one thing that makes our clients better than the other, or differentiates them is is the right word to say, what differentiates our clients from the peers. So this is something that I've been working on at Berlin. And it's also about maintaining a team, working cross-practices, cross-collaboration is a big thing that I'm leading on, and also developing talents within the organization.
1: Okay, amazing. That's a lot of stuff you've got on your plate. Sure, it keeps you busy. I also read, or as I mentioned, uh, that you presented the Middle East as a Young Lion at the Cannes Festival of Creativity in 2019. I mean, wow. How was that whole experience for you? Could you tell us, please? So
2: that entire experience, experience was out of this world you see so much creativity in the Middle East as well you see a lot of brands a lot of organizations breaking the breaking the box jumping out of the box and you think yes this is it and then you go to Khan and then you see all of these other people doing so much creativity and we're very passionate about the industry so it's like very refreshing to see that it's a lot of learning so the entire festival with sessions and talks and conversations and meetups with industry leaders in terms of the communication industry leaders, whether it's a creative head of uh, Unilever or if it's the communications head of Apple, you see the whole process behind that and you feel so inspired to do more and to be more. One of the things that I really took away from Khan when I went in 2019 was communications professionals actually have the power to change minds and that is not a
1: responsibility that you should take lightly. That's a really, really great moment to take. I would have loved to be a part of something like that. So I can only begin to imagine what that must have been like. I mean, amazing careers that you both have. Hands down, you're really making your mark in the industry. But let's talk a little bit about NextGen. Could you please tell us what is NextGen?
0: Of course, so I'll just jump in here. But the PRC Alina's Next Gen group is essentially a regional group that's looking at providing events, information, support, and advice to PR and communications professionals. That can be anyone from a intern or junior account executive, or even a graduate, all the way up to an account director or beyond. It's just looking at that kind of next generation of PR leaders, essentially. Now, it is important to distinguish. There are actually two committees. So there's Next Gen and Next Gen Arabia, and the. Different difference is literally only language. I think we're just looking at creating content for both English and Arabic speakers across the region, but ultimately looking at kind of providing inspirational figures to learn from, igniting ambition, breaking down those competitive barriers within the industry for kind of young people, while also having a really big emphasis on what constitutes as great communications and PR, looking at everything from best practice all the way up to collaboration and bringing practitioners together from across the industry. It's looking essentially to offer Sorry, for discussion, for sharing peer to peer advice, talking about co shared experiences. Again, just really looking at kind of igniting that ambition. So
1: great. And I'm sure that this is going to be a very important step for young professionals and a great opportunity. I wish I'd had kind of opportunity when I first started out in PR because yeah, for sure, you need that guidance and someone to kind of, I mean, not necessarily hold your hand through the process, but to put you in the right direction, I guess.
0: No, for sure. And I think that there's also, I mean, our limitations are always, you know, our immediate surroundings, whether it's your current agency or your boss or your juniors or your peers in any capacity, I think there's always going to be something to learn. And there's potentially always going to be something that those people might not be able to teach you. And I know when I was first starting out my career, I I mean, I learned so much in that first four years. I think the peak of my learning curve, for sure, you know, it was a very steep learning curve and I loved every minute of it. But I can imagine the multitudes of other kind of learning experiences I could have had had a group like this been around, you know whether that just be seeking advice from someone perhaps that wasn't in my organization that I might have felt a bit uncomfortable asking, but also looking outside of what we do every day and looking at what others do. You know, What are we missing? What could we be doing more of? You know, Development is all about looking quite honestly at what you're not doing, whether it be well enough or, or to the best of your ability or what you could be doing more of. So I think this group is just perfect incubator for how we can do that better. Absolutely.
1: I completely agree with uh, what you're saying. And it's a great thing that you get to be a part of this. Why did you both think that this was important to have this set up?
2: So I, we think it's really important to have this set up is because, like Bianca said, it expands your horizons and what you can learn and what you can absorb from your peers. To be honest, there's a lot to learn from your peers and are different ways of working, the different how you can work, why you can work, things like that. It also helps you grow into responsibility. So for instance, somebody like a, this group can definitely help somebody at a junior level grow into the responsibility of the next level. So while you're working, you're also learning how to be, grow to the next level in your career. And it helps shape the way you look at the industry and also offer like a different perspective. So, Yeah, we definitely think this is important. And I think PRCA has done an incredible job creating this group for this region as well, for this region.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's it sounds incredible. What do you hope to achieve with NextGen down the line? What are your ambitions with it?
0: We are looking at, I mean, so many things. Obviously, we're a, a big group, so the committee has all of our minds together to come up with some initiatives that we think will be very exciting, looking at the first half of the year to start and really also looking at analyzing how these things work, what do people respond best to and, and what's performing the best and then um, go from there. But we're definitely looking at doing everything, I mean, from providing mentorship and a community to the next generation of professionals. But not only that, looking at the future of the PR industry, can we enable the development of a creative skill set to foster you know more collaboration and communication you know not just in group situations but one-on-one as well I know the PRCA, Nina, have recently introduced the Talmar Bhuta program, the mentorship program, which I believe they announced on International Women's Day this year. I was lucky enough, actually, I signed right up as soon as they announced that because I'm obviously a, a huge advocate for self-development. So I, I was recently paired with my mentor and we've just had our first meeting, but there's just so much to gain from that. And I know that there's a lot of plans for that program down the line. And I think it's not just about creating our own initiatives as next gen, but also looking at supporting what all these amazing things that the PRCA is already doing,
1: I guess, suitable content for and useful for youth as well as perhaps PR leaders. So how would someone be able to sign up to NextGen if they wanted to be a part of it as a young professional, for example? I was just going to say, um,
0: so to sign up or to get involved in NextGen, I mean, to essentially, I mean, if you're a PRCA member, which I believe a lot of agencies in the market are, you'll have access to everything that NextGen doing and having the pipeline. I do believe that the committee registrations are closed for now, just because I think they're both at max capacity, but that's not to say that that will be the case forever. So... I definitely would just advise to kind of stay tuned to the PRCA newsletters, for example, social media platforms. Instagram is, I know, where we are planning on having a lot of our communications move forward. But we're going to be announcing something. I would feel confident, Suzanne, correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, but saying every single month we're going to have something happening, you know, whether it's content in the newsletter or an event or or beyond. So, So definitely watch this space. We're really excited to announce what we have in the pipeline and how everyone responds to it.
1: Okay. And so from what I understand, it's mainly for PRCA MENA members only. So if it was, a unless you are part of an agency, are you unable to join?
2: No. So I think think you can also register as a freelancer. Uh, Okay. they have a separate section for that. So even as a freelancer, get your own, uh, if you are your own boss, you can be part of the PRCM and group by registering yourself. And uh, I think all that information is available on the PRTM website. It has every detail that you would require to sign up and be part of the various initiatives as well.
1: Okay, amazing. That's excellent. Let's talk about what are your future plans, both of you, apart from obviously your big plans with NextGen. Any other exciting plans that you both have? I think the
2: best thing about PR is that no day is the same, like when you're working in an agency. So that whole thing is exciting enough. And I just want to do more creative work with uh, Golan because we do have a lot coming up from Golan as well. And we are very focused on creativity. So stay tuned. A lot of exciting work to be coming from Golan.
1: Excellent. And what about you, Bianca?
2: From my side, I mean, quite similarly.
0: I think this past year has been... Definitely unique. Probably put a bit of a pause or change directions on a lot of people's plans. I mean, I'll say quite transparently, mine included. I know um, whether it be personal life or work life, everything kind of was thrown up in the air and we just kind of have to let the chips fall where they may. But I think what I... I'm looking forward to most is seeing what this next year has to offer because I think what we would perhaps lacked or, or had to make up for the past year is about to come back twofold in the coming years or at least I can hope so I mean of course we can't predict what's going to happen we're still in the midst of a pandemic and we have to very much acknowledge that but I know at and personally as well I have a lot of really exciting things I'm trying to get off the ground and, and definitely excited
1: to share that with you guys but yeah I guess just uh, gotta ride the waves Great. Okay, so it sounds like you both have some good stuff coming up, or maybe you don't want to overshare, but it's good to know that, you know, I agree, you know, Bianca, it's been a pretty crazy year and we're still kind of, as you said, in the midst of it. So it's hard to kind of plan (laughs) after such a difficult year. You're like, hmm, is it even worth it? Is it going to fall through? Save yourself the disappointment.
0: (laughs) I think the plan I'm most excited for is to be able to actually go home and visit my sister. I miss her so much. So I think that's the thing I'm looking most forward to once that is an opportunity. But of course, professionally, I mean, we're looking at hopefully a year of growth in new and creative directions.
1: Well, amazing stuff that you have both been doing and I'm excited to see what future plans you guys have. We have now come to an exciting segment of our show where I will ask you a few rapid fire questions. So it's like a little game show. First thing that pops into your mind, just go ahead and say it. You ready? Ready. Definitely ready. (laughs) Okay, great. Name your favorite social media app and why? Bianca, why don't you go first?
0: I'm going to throw a curveball here. I'm going to say Pinterest. Just because I find it the absolute least toxic social media and it's just all about creativity and feel good vibes. So yeah, that's my number one, but not the one I use the most. The one I use the most for sure is Instagram. I wish it wasn't, but it is.
2: What about you, Suzanne? For me, it would be Instagram. There was a time when I was addicted to TikTok. It just took hours away from my life because content was really entertaining. And now with Instagram Reels, it's.
1: Now it's back to Instagram again right yeah they found a way to loop us back onto their social media platform I'm interested about the Pinterest you know Bianca I've never been able to quite figure it out so no matter how hard I try I just can't seem to figure out how Pinterest works and every time I'm looking up a recipe or something and it takes me to Pinterest and I'm like how do I navigate this I don't know why (laughs) just struggling (laughs) it's
0: funny that I say it's my favorite social media platform because I have zero friends
1: on that thing it's
2: literally for
0: me. I literally just enjoy looking at pretty pictures and yeah, recipes and all these cool life hacks.
2: Okay, awesome. I just wanted to add to what uh, Bianca said about Pinterest. I love Pinterest. A friend of mine planned her entire wedding. So we all live in different parts of the world. She planned her entire wedding on Pinterest. Using the princess board. That's
1: impressive. Okay, let's go on to the next question. Your ideal location to retire and why? They're supposed to be quick fire, but that's a hard one. <laughs> I think I'd
0: probably say Canada, only because. My family's there. You can get nature. You can get city. I definitely miss the beach, though. A Part of me did want to say like the Maldives or something amazing like that. But I definitely would miss home too much. So (laughs) probably Canada.
2: Okay. For me, I think it would be Sri Lanka. I've been there a couple of years back and it's just so beautiful and so well-maintained. And it's really amazing. And the coast is gorgeous.
1: Wow, lovely. Okay, I've never been personally, but it's definitely on my list. So what is one thing that you do every day, no matter how busy you are? I would probably say walk my dog. That's kind of a responsibility, though. It's a
0: boring thing. If uh, we're talking about something fun, I'd say read or play video games.
1: It's so funny you say that because Sophie said the exact same thing. Her one thing was walk her dog. This living thing depends on you, so you can't really get around it. But yeah, if I was saying like fun
0: things that I mean, I love walking my dog, but You know, it's not a necessity. Yeah, reading and playing video games every single day. Not a day passes without both of those. Wow. Okay. What
2: about you, Suzanne? I think uh, it's going to sound very cliche, but it's make myself multiple cups of coffee. I need my caffeine. I cannot survive without it. So before every busy meet, every meeting, which I know is going to go for hours, I need my cup of coffee. After the meeting, I need a coffee. It's I need a caffeine
1: girl. Interesting. Okay. Well, thank you so much for playing along. That was some interesting facts that we learned about you both today. Now, before we wrap up, let's do our Green Pill Moment segment. So Bianca, let's start with you again. What was your Green Pill Moment? The action or event that was the turning point for your career? That's
0: a really good question. Actually, I think I have two. I think more bigger scale, I would say, when I made the switch from agency to global, it just in terms of the learning curve and the environment and the way that it worked, everything was just so different. Of course, similar in the sense that PR PR, but just, yeah, on a macro level, it was definitely, I think, a turning point for my career in the sense that it really helped me also figure out what I want and the direction I wanted to go in. I guess that
1: would be the biggest turning point for me. Ooh, very interesting. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, what about you, Suzanne? And if you took the green pill and you could go back in time and change one thing about your journey, what would it be? I think that's a very interesting
2: question. I've actually thought about it a lot in the past 10 years since I started my career. So one thing, if I could take the green pill and go back and change one thing about my journey, I would probably say like do internships when i was like you know when i had the summer break between during graduation or while i was doing my master's i would have done more internships so that definitely gives you a lot of like a lot of opportunity to learn and also to understand where you which sector and which industry you want to be in. That would be something that would change.
1: Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that as well. And just before we say our goodbyes, could you guys share your social media handles or where people could find you apart from Pinterest, Bianca? <laughs>
0: yeah, of course. So my, I mean, my LinkedIn is just my name, Bianca Riley. I'm sure you can find me. I'm it listed as an account director at
2: Ataline,
0: and my Instagram is bianca.riley.
2: So, Everybody can find me on LinkedIn, like Bianca said, same name as Darkanyanfra, Associate Director at Golin. You can also find me on Instagram, but uh, I set up, like, just to be completely transparent, I set up Instagram when I was very, very young, and my name is Chaotic Lyricist. So.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Bianca and Suzanne, for joining me today. It was So wonderful to speak with you both. And uh, thank you for sharing your journeys and your future plans. I wish you and NextGen all the very best. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you both um, get to do with that.
0: Thanks for having us. We really enjoyed the conversation and, and the opportunity to talk a bit more about NextGen. We're so excited. And we definitely hope to see you involved in some of our activities as and when they roll out.
1: Yes, I would definitely love that.
0: Thank you. If you enjoy our conversations, please like
1: and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.